CRM has been proven to limit sales reps' responsiveness, persistency, and cadence. It's a design flaw, and it's losing you deals. That is why today's sales leaders use sales engagement platforms like VanillaSoft. Check it out. Go to VanillaSoft.com and start your free trial. August 23rd, 2019, San Francisco. The Sales Development Conference. The third annual conference focused and dedicated 100% to sales development. Join over 500 of the most influential sales development leaders in our industry for a full day of learning, networking, and growing your skills. This year, we're offering three learning tracks focused on sales development leadership, rep training, and our newest track dedicated to sales and marketing operations. Grab your tickets today before it sells out over at tenbound.com conference. That's tenbound.com conference. See you August 23rd. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Sales Development Podcast. I am joined by Mr. Dan Altieri, Director of Sales Development over at Evalua. Dan, did I get it? You got it. Yes. yes. <laughs> that was tra- that was a take 72, ladies and gentlemen, of getting Dan's name right. <laughs> Dan's the man. Dan's out in Pittsburgh, PA today, joining us all the way across the country. Director of Sales Development, Dan, thanks for joining us, and uh, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to be here. I'm really glad we were able to connect. So I want to dig in. If people are not uh, friends with you yet, they should be. You're trying to start a sales development community out in Pittsburgh, which they should join if they're in the, in the area. Tell us about your background. How'd you get into sales development? Yeah, well, I mean, just like everybody else that got into sales development, I have a degree in sales development, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, I know they're, uh, they're offering master's degree now down at uh, ITT Tech. Oh, ab- absolutely. <laughs> so, so uh, nice. look, I, I went to business school like a lot of people did, and I, I graduated and I thought, I am qualified to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, so, so, so I, I, I thought about it and I thought, man, what, what am I going to do to delay this for another year? And so, I went to grad school <laughs> and and during during that time there was actually a guy that came into the office from the government he was a special agent. I thought, "Wow, you know, this guy's got this guy's got a suit, he's got aviators on. Man, how do I be like that guy?" And a professor came out. She said, "You could do that." I thought, "Me? I could be a I, I could be a special agent." So th- that was my that was my whole uh, grad school. I, I thought, "Oh, I I need to get into the government. I need to be a special agent." So I actually, I I did have the interview and I thought it went well. And of course, like the government, it it went really fast. That's not true at all. It was, it took forever to hear back from them. And by that point I was married. I had taken a job in, uh, in recruitment in Pittsburgh. And by the time they called with that, uh, that special agent job, I realized the pay wasn't very special and I wasn't going to move to Washington, D.C. for it. So there kind of went my my special agent dreams. And so, look, I, I worked in uh, recruitment, did a little bit of sales, but I didn't get a real break until I got into customer success, a company uh, owned by SAP called Ariba. And that was that was kind of my first little taste of a, a real company and a real career. And pretty soon I started working with uh, corporate account executives and I loved what they did. I thought, oh, man, I, I, I really want to be in sales. I want to be an account executive. And so I asked them, I said, hey, how do I do what you're doing? 
And they said, well, you need to get into sales development. That's where we started. And so as soon as I heard that, reached out to the director of sales development for, for Ariba. And I said, look, I would love the opportunity to work on your team. How can we make that happen? And, you know, within three months, I was working the, the New York and New Jersey region. And I was really, I was really fortunate. Some of you out there that, that know you're doing really well because you have a great territory can relate. I, I, I mean, it was just, it, it exploded. And, you know, for the first four or five months, number one in the region. I was doing well and I was also in a really good market. And so I was kind of on my path to to become an account executive. And I never really, I never thought that my my current manager of sales development would leave because I thought, man, that's, that's an awesome position. I'd love to do that, but there's quite honestly, I don't think there's ever going to be an opening. And she got a director job somewhere else and the opportunity came available. And I've been doing that for four years now. I've, I've since gone on to Evalua and it's, it is so much fun. It's, I, I always wondered for years, what exactly was I going to do? And now that I'm in it, I love it. You know, I've been bitten by the bug, so to speak. That's interesting. What, what do you love about it? I mean, you know, it's maybe, maybe I have a, you know, a skewed viewpoint of sales development management because I usually work with companies that are struggling. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or or they're trying to establish it. I, not all yeah. of them. But anyways, what do you like about it? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is I love coaching people. I love recruiting people. That is the most fun of the job, actually be able to build a team and help, you know, especially now that now that I'm with Evaluate, to be able to build it from the ground up. So Evaluate never had done sales development before I got here. And that was what was so exciting about the opportunity. So just being able to meet so many different people, I, I love as a part of the interview process to really just understand what makes somebody tick and, and to figure out, can I help this per can I help make this person money? Right. I love if you ask me what I love about sales development, I love being able to make people money. When I got into sales development from customer success, it doubled my income. And of course that only that only happens when when you're producing. Right. So so for me, financially, that changed a lot of things. And then to be able to do that for other people, to be able to help them make a good living and to go on and uh, some of them become account executives. Some of I mean, some of them do really well as account executives. And for me, that is just so much fun being able to change somebody's life, their life financially. I love making people money. I think it's fun. Nice. <laughs> that reminds me. What was that guy's name in Godfather Part Two? He was like, uh, "I always make money for my partners." He was the old guy. I can't <laughs> you know, remember. So, <laughs> you, so, you, you remind me of him, you know. I I always make money for my partners. You know, <laughs> that was his <laughs> tagline. I love it. I love it. That's and then, awesome. And yeah, so awesome. and so you like you like helping these people. You're coaching them. You're they're making more money. They're going off to bigger and better things in your career. Yeah. That's really interesting. Now, you studied labor relations as a master's degree. Do you ever use that in, in sales development? Well, so I think the the HR part of it, I got some really good experience doing mock interviewing. So I went to, uh, it's Indiana University of Pennsylvania. And I hope people either think it's Indiana University or even better, University of, of Pennsylvania. <laughs> But we had a mock interviewing program, and I just found the interviewing process fascinating. You know, I, f I feel like if I could have a second career, it'd be in recruitment for sure. But yeah, yeah so, I, so 
I, I would say I would say some of it translated. And that's that's probably the side that it did that interviewing experience. You know, what's interesting. People just, you know, at least out here, it's like we need to we need to double the size of our sales development team. So just go out and find people, get them in, you know, and, and, <laughs> that and never it's, works. It's, it's it, yeah. Right. Because, I mean, it, recruiting is where it all starts and interviewing Absolutely. and getting yeah. top talent. So what is your what, what's your philosophy on recruiting? So I will, you know, for anybody that's in a leadership role, if you are recruiting people, don't fall prey to the idea that you need to get somebody in fast so that you can meet your numbers. Because what you pay for on the back end is tenfold. I mean, you get you get yourself into a really precarious situation when you hire somebody you think, you know, I wouldn't ideally hire this person. But I need somebody. So 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 I'm going to I'm going to take a chance on them and hope it works out. And the reality is, if you're not sold by them, you won't put in the effort and the mental discipline to actually help them get to the next level. So, look, my rule of thumb is if if I'm going to bring somebody onto my team, I've got to be sold on them. If I'm sold on them, then I will do whatever it takes to help them to get, you know, to be successful in the position. And ideally, I want them to be able to go on and do something more because, look, we both know the reality is in sales development, this is this is not usually a five or 10 year gig. This is a year and a half, two years, sometimes more. The reality is people, they use it to get the experience, to learn the solutions, and then they go on and do something else, you know, and I, I actually want to help people do that. But what, how do you, how do you balance it if the, your manager or, you know, who's ever above you is like, Hey, we need like five people yesterday, yeah. you know? And, and then you're like, yes, you, you reset you, expectation. Yeah. And cause you're going, well, I only want top talent on my team. Yeah. They've got to yeah. be the best yeah. because my team, yeah. the people that I bring on my team is going to be a reflection of the team. That is the team. Right. Like I so, got, I got, so what do you say to yeah. that? I, I, <laughs> This is kind of my, uh, I wouldn't call it a secret formula because I didn't create it, but okay. I'm a big believer in having a split model. So I, I want to have the best people that I can for the company, people that I believe that I can help grow and get to the next level. And, and then I'm going to use a third party to, to get me some of the results that I can't get because I'm not just taking anyone. I'm not, you know, taking on five or six people at once. I'm taking them on and really helping them grow and develop. So that's how I balance it. There's a lot of third-party companies out there. Maybe some of them are even listening. And the reality is if, if you've got a team and you don't think that, uh, that they're at the level of talent that, that you wish that they were, the reality is you, at some point you will probably lose them. And when you lose them, now you've got to hire new people. That takes time. You've got to train them. That takes time. If you have a vendor that you can work with to augment that effort, it helps you to be a little bit more selective in the recruiting process. Okay, so so they so you bring in help to help you to find people at the top of the funnel to find that that a player talent. A lot of folks out there, you know, it's interesting. The the the, the response you get on a lot of stuff is isn't that your job? You know, like or <laughs> we have a recruiting department. Why don't you just yeah. use them? But well, but I obviously uh, you know I'm a big uh, advocate of getting help to help you to find top talent, which sometimes includes outside resources. Well, and here's here's the interesting thing. When I said using a third party, I meant appointment setting, right? So all uh-huh. of those, right? So all, all of those numbers that we need to meet, 
that 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 would tempt me to hire somebody that I that I don't think is at the level that we need to, I will get those results from a third party so that I can really grow and invest my current team. And look, here, here's the reality. This is this is my hope is that when you when you build something really strong from the ground up, I believe that other people will see that and they'll say, you know what, I want to come work for Dan Altieri. I want to come work for Evalua because he's actually going to grow and invest in and help me. Right. I don't think there's a lot of, there's not a ton of companies out there that when you go in, that they are going to give you what you need to be successful. And, and I hope that if there's anything that I can do, it's, it's that I would help people to be successful at this level so that it attracts more of the top talent that they know that there's a place to go. They can put their efforts to work. Got it. Okay. So what you're saying is you'll sit there and go, okay, I know that I need to hire, you know, five people in order to make our numbers of appointments. And I'm, I'm very selective about who I'm going to let on the team. So in order to augment that process at this point, we're going to use some appointment setting companies to help us to augment the numbers that we need so that I can have the breathing room to find people that I need on my team. Absolutely. So look, you've got you've got different levers that you can pull. So because the reality is I don't want to stop anybody once they're ready to get to the next level. I for whatever reason, I get great joy and excitement out of helping them get to the next level. I don't want to be I don't want to look at that like, you know what, I've now lost somebody contributing from my team. I want to look at it like, you know what, I need to pull on that third third party appointment setting lever a little harder and ramp it up right now to make up for that so that I, you know, that I can get the right level of talent to come in and, and not put so much pressure on them to perform, you know, in month one or two. Gotcha. Okay. And now, so the, are they running concurrently with your team or are they augmenting what your team is doing? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, I, I have both programs going right now. And the reality is, is that as I need more, I can pay for more. And as I have a, a team that's ramped up, then that's less responsibility for the vendor. But I just, I'm a huge believer in split models. I'd actually be really interested to connect with people that are doing something similar or want to do that. So certainly reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'd, I'd, I'd love to connect on that. Yeah. I mean, one of the master masterships that does that is uh, Discover Org. They have a huge, highly successful, well-run sales development team that's in inside you know their company, and then they also contract with those outside companies, and they create like a like a competition, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you got to be on your game on both sides of the equation. So, are there any you know those those companies you know there we've got a whole quadrant on the ten bound market map of those yes, companies. Yes, that's and, excellent, yeah. by the way. that th- What you put together is excellent. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're, we're making it better. We're going to actually have a CSV file that you can download because there's so many on there now. <laughs> it's like hard to read <laughs> all those those logos. That's and, awesome. And, you know, it, it, that that quadrant continues to grow. You know, there's there's multiple types of those companies that are available. There's the established yeah. ones. There's the new new school ones. There's the ones that are kind of, they just pop up and, and go away. But are there any ones that you have found that really work well for where you're at right now? <laughs> it's funny. I, I have a commercial, with, but I'm just curious. I've worked with 
I'm doing a pilot with one right now <laughs> because I'm in the, the pilot phase and it hasn't started with this particular vendor. I won't mention them, but I've actually had a few conversations with different vendors. It's funny they 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 all seem to have different models. I even met with a company. I had no idea, but there's a company in Pittsburgh that does this. So I'm 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 going to take a look at them uh, next week. But there's there, look there's a there's a ton of names in there. I, I don't have any one company that I that I would say, hey, you need to use this. And if I did, I'd, <laughs> I'd probably keep it to myself as yeah. a competitive advantage. That's but I'm sure point. there's a lot of there, I'm sure there's a lot of great companies that are out there. But I, I think the the main idea is, look, if you're not using a third party and, and you notice that your pipeline is fluctuating, level that out. I, I know your executives want to see it. I know it's good for the company. And it's just again, it's it's all about having those levers you can pull. Well, I, I think, okay, so there's a few things. Like, before I forget, like, that quadrant of the map is, 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 is could be its own map because there's this whole ecosystem of outsourced programs that can augment what you're doing. And it's like, right. you know, I, I would love at some point to really microscope that quadrant and break that out more. And because, I mean, there's yeah. so much confusion out there in the marketplace. So right. let's put a pin in that. But the other thing is, you know, I think that you ha- must have built up a lot of trust with your upper management because what I see a lot happening is, like I said, you go to have that conversation and you, you go, okay, our pipeline's fluctuating. Our team is fluctuating because people are getting promoted and people are getting let go and all this stuff. But I want to bring in this outside party to help us to smooth that out. Like literally, I don't know if I'm just biased, but nine times out of 10, that conversation will end with, that's your job. You right. do that. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. support that. So how, yeah. how did you, first of all, how did you build up that trust? Yeah. And then how did you demonstrate that business case so that, because it makes perfect sense, but you know, these conversations are happening every day. Yeah. Well, so, so the first, first thing I'd say is work on your pitch <laughs> because <laughs> okay. I, I did, because I definitely thought through it. And, you know, when you think about objection handling, of course, that's probably the first thing you're going to say is, Dan, we hired you. What do you, what do you mean you're going to hire somebody yeah. from outside to help augment this? We hired you. And look, the, the part of the reason why I came to Evalua, not only did I get the chance to build out my own team from the ground up, but I have a seat at the table, right? So I, I've had, it's granted, it's, you know, it's a 400 person company, but if I, if I need to get the, the founder, if I, you know, if I need to talk to my boss, who's the CEO, I, I have a seat at the table now. So part of the reason why they, they brought me in was because of what I've done. And so what I, what I, what I constantly remind them of is, look, you brought me here for a reason. I believe in this. I know you want to get the business to the next level. You've got to trust me and and you've got to let me pilot this. And the reality is anytime you have a new idea, don't go all in on it. Test it, right? Experiment, see see what happens, right? Because there's, there's going to be things that happen that you don't expect, things that go great, things that don't go so great. So I, I, I basically just pitched, let's test it. Let's see what the results are. If it works, let's double down. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll figure something else out. Are you in sales, but you're not using a sales engagement tool? Then you're probably losing out on revenue because you are not engaging with prospects at the right time, with the right cadence, and with enough persistency. You need Vanillasoft. 
Start your free trial today. Go to VanillaSoft.com. Okay. All right. So so you came in, like, how long have you worked there? I've been a Valua for four months now. Four months. Okay. So you, yeah. you came in and you're just like, look, I've worked at these bigger companies. I've got a lot of a great track record here. You, you know, trust me to do this and, and we'll run a pilot. We'll make sure that it works correctly and then we can reevaluate it. And, yeah. and so right now that, that trust is really strong. And I, I think that, you know, it's like going deeper. It's for people out there that have, you know, gone in to pitch, like, I want to use an outside recruiter. Oh, that's your job. I want to use an outside appointment setting company to help me. Well, that's your job. It's like, dude, they don't trust you. Right. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? I yep. mean, they don't trust that. Or I don't know. It's it's like, I guess every situation is different. But, or it's like, that's your job. That's why we hired you. And the person that you're talking to doesn't understand using outside resources and, and how it can be an ROI. And so maybe you need to show them. You know? Yeah, yeah, and look, it, and, and what I had pitched, I, I'm not saying that it's easy to pitch, and I, I completely understand that there's going to be objections. But at the same time, if you really believe in the idea, and you're willing to put your reputation on the line for it, I think at some point, if the people that you're working for don't trust you with the ability to execute, you might, <laughs> you might want to look for another place. To, to master your craft at because yeah. look the reality is if, if you're if you're good at what you do and you really like what you do you don't want to be constrained to work in a model that 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 worked maybe years past but look we're sales development game is changing right and and if it's changing and we need to grow and evolve that means when you have an idea you need you need their trust to let you try it. And look, it's like a, I have a, I have a mentor that always tells me trust, but, but verify. I think that was a, a, a Ronald Reagan saying, so look, I, I didn't, I didn't tell them, trust me. And we're going to just, you know, we're going to go out and spend a million bucks. So let me run a pilot. Let's yeah. see what the results are. Let's be outcomes focused. And if it works great. And if it doesn't, you know, let me try something else. Yeah. And definitely if, if, if that trust is broken and you're just like, yeah, oh, this guy's a jackass, like go get another job first, because I can tell you, I walked out once. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so pissed. I, and I knew exactly what I was doing. And the guy that I worked for was a complete and total asshole, excuse my language and didn't <laughs> understand sales development. And I yep. just walked out and it is really hard to get another job <laughs> when you do that. So <laughs> if you take anything from this podcast, get another job first before you walk yeah. out. All right, Dan, for that's sure, for sure. stuff. <laughs> let me ask you, let me ask you this. You came in a few months ago, there was no sales development program. So like, right. what was your thought process? I mean, that's a kind of a dream for a lot it of people is. that are listening oh because it's goodness, like, yes. there's not a bunch of legacy crap that you have to deal with. Yeah. You can yeah. just come in and blueprint the thing. So what, what yes. was that like? So oh, I, I, the, the fun part is I get to give you, you, you know, both sides of it. <laughs> okay. I, I had that same initial excitement and the excitement's not gone. But I think what you realize on the other side of that is how many things you had in place that even if they were semi working, were already established, right? So it's a lot of work. But if you love this, and I always call it a game, if you if you love this game of sales development, 
then putting in the extra work and all these hours is, is the fun part. So I can tell you, I, I had that initial excitement. I still do have that initial excitement, but man, there's, there's so much work to be done, but it's fun. Yeah, definitely. And so where, where did you start? Like when you came in, where, where was it, was it, okay, let's, you know, buy all the, like, if you think about it, there's, there's people, there's processes, and then there's all the tech stack. And yeah. did you, where did you start? Yeah, like, as far not as at the tech know? stack. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I, see, I see the, the tech stack, I mean, outside of, you know, Sales Navigator and Zoom Info, things like that. Yeah. I, I see the tech stack as optimizing and being very efficient, which, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll probably get to on the back end. At first, I just wanted to be effective. So as soon as I brought on our first SDR, I gave them a play. Look, we're going to run this play and let's test it. Let's see how it goes. So the first thing that I would say, if you ever get the opportunity to build a new team, don't wait to jump in because the reality is you don't know what that market is like. You don't know how it's going to take to it. You don't really know what you need. So don't start off and, and try to do things perfectly. Start the process, jump in and, and learn as you go. Because the reality is, is if you wait too long, there's so many key things that you wouldn't have gotten unless you just kind of jumped in. And so we, we started early and we've learned so much from it. I'm happy to report that it's working. Uh, so which gives me confidence. You know, you, you've got to I've got to grow the team. Right. I've got to double the size of this team this year. And, you know, you have to have a play that works. And so luckily we have that. OK, so when you say jump in, like, I mean, some advice that you hear is you actually go in and do the job for a while. Did you did you actually do the job for a while or, or, yeah. or just start like? Yeah. How did that work? Yeah. You know, honestly, that would have been my first preference. That would have been the easiest thing to do. So I I did it a little bit. But the reality is, is that once I had somebody in, we could kind of go back and forth and I could kind of coach them on how to do it. I realized that that put me more in control of the process. And that if I thought through the process and how I would enable, you know, that SDR and other SDRs, that I, I really try to focus on strategy. And I mean, that's kind of one of the, the what I'm, where I'm looking to grow, right? Is I, I, I was a manager, I'm now in a director role, but the reality is I'm still a manager. Uh, and if I wanna get to more of a strategic level, that is where I need to focus on. So yeah, that would, believe me, I, I, I part of me misses jumping on the phones. Part of me does it too. It, yeah. it could be, a, I get it. But, uh, but no, I really want to, I really want to focus on building a strategy that other people can execute. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really interesting. Cause I, I got that from a guy named Matt Admonson. He was the first podcast guest and he's a really good friend of mine. He's been on a couple of times and he, he, when he came in, he was just like, I just sat down in the chair and did it for like three months to see <laughs> what would happen. And now a yeah. lot of times when I, when I talk to sales development managers, and they're just like all depressed. They're like, my team sucks. And I can't like, <laughs> I can't do this. I'm like, you know what you need to do? Like, just go back to basics, like sit down and do the job. Yeah. Um, that's great advice. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. run, run the process yourself, you know, read the scripts, read the playbook. And you might get a week into it and it's like, yeah, this process sucks. Our yeah. data sucks. Our playbook <laughs> sure. is terrible. And it's like, For now sure. you know where to start. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. But the but the strategy stuff is is tough too because you know, you you've got to like reverse engineer the yeah. the goals of the of your part of the sales funnel back yeah. to 
activities. And it's like, yeah. you don't even know what activity. Yeah. It's, that's, that's, that's yeah, and, and look, it, it takes time to, to, you yeah. know, network at the company, build relationships so that people do trust you. When you roll out something, you say, look, this is how we're going to go to market. If you have those relationships built early and you become, you know, you become the trusted advisor at your own company, you, you have to do that for, you know, for the best ideas to win. Uh, the reality is what we're trying to do here. I don't always know the best ideas, but what I am committed to is finding them, testing them. And, you know, we try to keep our egos out of it and stick to what works. And if, if I come up with an idea and it, and it's terrible, then, then we just, we come up with more. Go to the next one. Well, one of yeah. the, one of the recommendations that you had on, on LinkedIn was that you brought focus, energy, and clear communication, and and it's like, dude, those are the three big success factors I think for sales development management, and especially focus. You know, if you're yeah. running those those tests and things like that. So, you have any yeah. tricks or any advice for people that like, how do you stay focused, especially yeah. you know when it's a day in a day out type of thing? Yeah, I mean, I I can tell you, I am the product of many great people. I have been mentored by just, I'm blown away by people's investment in me early in my career, even now. And that I think, you know, when when you talk about focus, I get so focused when I talk to people that have been working a lot longer than me, because the reality is it's like, it's like reading a book, right? You read a book and you get to learn from somebody else's experience, right? So that, that focus is, Hey, here's what's worked for me. So I try to stick to those things that if I, if I, you know, when I didn't, when I didn't know exactly how to start this and just had an idea, I, I have a manager that's done the same thing and just asked her some questions. Hey, how many people did you take on and how long? And, and so just being able to have a, a great network of people, I would just encourage anybody listening to this, invest in people and be invested in because talk about, you know, career development and growth and helping you to focus. You need people that see in your blind spots. You need to be that person that helps see somebody else's blind spots. It's just that that's where, you know, if I can, if I can say anything about focus, it's, it's just find great people that will help to keep you on track. Nice. That is so huge. I mean, it kind of goes back to getting great people on the team, surrounding yes. yourself with great people. Yeah. And if you're just sitting there like, I am not inspired, I'm not motivated by the people yeah. that are surrounding yeah. me, then you might need to start looking around. Yeah. And, and look, if you, like you want to, yeah, for sure. And if look, if you want to find great people, then you need to work on becoming a great person yourself. I've not, I don't feel like I've reached greatness, but I feel like I'm trying to get better, right? I'm always, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to help the people that I work with get better. And I want to be sharpened by other people. Yeah, it's so true what you said about, you know, reading a great book, you're like, you're distilling the whole, the person's experience into an operating manual so that you can learn from that and you don't have to go through all the crap that they had to do to learn all that stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) the only thing is, like I'm, I'm. It's on my desk right now. I'm reading um, Alexander Hamilton by by Ron 
Chernow. They made a the, the musical. There's a big musical called Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. It's based off of it. this. And I'm about a third of the way through, and I'm like, it, it just irritates me because the guy was so gifted and talented. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, he was doing stuff that I'm just figuring out really late in life when he was like 17. I'm like, I yeah, hate this yeah. guy. But you, but, but you know what, though? Think, think about it. You got, yeah. you have guys like Warren Buffett and yeah. Charlie Munger who are still out. Charlie's in his 90s, and he is still at it. I, I, I hope to say yeah. someday, that I am, st- I am still hustling and grinding in my 80s and 90s because when you find a game you like to play, just keep <laughs> keep playing it. Yeah, it's so true. And I think Hamilton, I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I think something really bad happened to him in his 40s. So he, you know, he <laughs> he had to accelerate <laughs> his learning because he was out. But yeah, I mean, I love, I mean, you know, learning from, people that have gone before you and then implementing those and then surrounding yourself with great people and being able to stay focused in that way, man, it, it is, is truly paying off. I got one other question for you. So you, you play racquetball, right? I do. Well, okay. I, I, I try to, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is a freaking hard game, dude. I mean, that that's like, you know, you have to be in really good shape. You've got to have laser like focus and, and reflexes and you can't play above your pay grade or else you're just like, it's a waste of time. Right. So, yeah. So <laughs> any recommendations for people who want to get into racquetball? Well, I mean, I, I would describe myself as more of a half athlete than an athlete. <laughs> so, so I think the, the, the most fun that I've had in racquetball, actually, I joined a league and they have different, you know, A league, B league. I am okay. a C league player. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to be a C league player. And, and for me, I, it's a fun game. If it's like anything, if, if you like doing it, then you'll stick with it long enough to get better. I was that was terrible when I started, but I liked playing. And it's like anything else. If you like doing something and you just keep playing, then eventually you're going to get tired of losing and you'll either get in better shape or you'll, you know, play more so that the people around you, you can maybe even outrun them. So, but yeah, I love, it's, it's a, it's a really fun game. So let me ask you like building that trust, you know, with, with people within the company, like the upper, upper management so that you can have a conversation without all the weirdness. Like, yeah. do, is there anything that you do to outside, outside of work to like build that trust? Like, do you could take them to play racquetball? Do you go out for drinks? Do you do no, anything you, to build that relationship? Yeah. You know, what's so, so funny if, and you think about your personal life, right? If you want to, if you want to build trust, be trustworthy, right? If you're, okay. if you're one person in your personal life and you're another person at work, I, I honestly, I try to be that same person, right? My, the, the, what I stand for outside of work, what I do at work, it really, you know, I just try to be a trustworthy person and, and look, if I, if I believe in something and I, you know, if I have that conviction, something's going to work. I'm not afraid to pitch it and I'm not, and I'm not afraid to pitch it because I test everything. I experiment. And I think when you do that, then you let the results speak for themselves. They, it it either worked or it didn't work. You can't fake that, you know? So I think people are okay if, if, if you tell them, I believe in this, but we're going to test it. Okay. Got it. All right. And you build that trust over time by delivering results, you know, based if something, if something's working, you keep the momentum going. Absolutely. All right. 
Dan, this has been so interesting, dude. Thank you so much for imparting yeah, likewise. This, this great wisdom for the for the group. So we appreciate it. And how do we get in touch with you if we want to keep this or they want to join this uh, Pittsburgh uh, sales development management? Yeah, group? I'll tell you what, if you're in Pittsburgh, please reach out. If you're anywhere yeah. else, please reach out still. <laughs> uh, I love LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn's a great platform. I'd love to uh, connect with anybody that's willing to. I'd, I Honestly, like I would love to to learn from other leaders. And I'm sure that this is not an area that I've done a great job in and that I, that I want to, I want to learn from other leaders. I have a lot of great mentors outside of sales development, but I'd love the opportunity to connect and, and, you know, and and sharpen other people and be sharpened myself. So yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd, I'd love to please reach out. Well, dude, uh, you got to come to the conference, man. The sales development conference. Absolutely. Yeah. Drop everything and get out here. If you're if you're listening to this podcast, um, I, w- <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> please 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 find me there. Uh, it's it's going to be a great opportunity to network with people. I'm really excited about it. You should be excited about it. And uh, let's make this fun. Let's make money and let's let's have fun. That's that's two things I'm hoping to do. I love it, dude. All right, I gotta I gotta figure out what that guy's name was. Godfather Part Two. If you're listening. Put the name in the comments of the guy who said that. He says, I always make my partner's money. You know, <laughs> one of those guys. You remind me of that guy. So thanks for coming on the show, man. Have a great rest yeah, of Thanks day. for having me. All right, you too. Thank you for listening to the Sales Development Podcast, the only audio forum 100% focused and dedicated to sales development with your host, David Delaney. Please be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube and take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. Your support makes our show possible. If you are struggling with your sales development program, contact us at 10bound.com for a no-obligation exploratory call. Again, that's 10bound.com.